I'm delighted to be speaking to Shona Perkins today and she is based in Edinburgh and she has some beautiful seascape work which caught my attention and lovely ICM, very painterly, very soft and gentle images um, which I, I just I just adore. So it's really nice to talk with you today and thank you for joining me. Well, um, thank you so much, Margaret. And firstly, I just want to say thank you for inviting me onto your Quiet Landscapes podcast. Um, I have been an avid listener and I'm a huge admirer of your work. So I'm uh, genuinely honoured to be um, a guest of yours. Um, so thank you. That's lovely. I always find it strange and I don't know why I find it strange that people actually listen to this because it's ridiculous isn't it and also when people say that they like my work as well I find it I don't know whether that's just me or whether the other people um sort of that sort of takes you back to to to, to realize that people are following the power of um I think social media and having the ability to share your work for others to see um and then you immediately feel connected to people that you haven't met and you know you you engage with people over time and you know you build relationships that and I think it's a great thing I think social media is a fantastic um thing in some respects I um agree with you I'm glad you said that because I'm a, a great um, fan of social media uh, even though there's a lot of there's a lot of negatives yes yeah I think it's how you view it and how your um, where your headspace is and you can either use it to your advantage and enjoy it get to know people like um, I've seen you because otherwise I might not have um, and you can use it to create community and to share nice things or you can go from the other point of view obviously as well and it becomes a a tie around your neck where you're worried about likes and it becomes um, a very negative thing. So that's my viewpoint anyway. Yeah, there, yeah, there, there, there is a, a lot of, there are a lot of negatives, but it's like exactly what you say. It's, it's what you choose to use social media for. And for me, it's a platform for inspiration. And I, I, I've said this to a lot of people before. I, I mean, I get gained so much inspiration from social media. Uh, Pinterest is another one I spend an awful lot of time on in terms of gain, getting that inspiration and using it in my work today. So, you know, I also use it myself just for positivity and uh, I try not to get I, I don't really share my political views on social media and you know absolutely no respect to people who do but I, I I try not to let it become a platform where you know you can get embroiled with angry emotions and uh, yeah I, I, I am if it's used correctly a great fan of social media. So do you obviously I find you through Instagram and I use um, Instagram quite quite a lot um in, in, in that sort of way so I do find a lot of um, the guests um, so what's your what's your main platform would you say oh I would definitely say Instagram would be my yeah my the number one platform for me um, and I also use Facebook more for a business perspective and Pinterest is definitely one where well yeah, yeah I mean I look at everything on Pinterest but uh, it's a great scrolling app um, whether it's looking at interiors because I have a huge passion for interior sort of thing but Instagram would be my absolute go-to um, certainly when it's like finding like-minded people and people with similar interests there's a huge and wonderful ICM community on Instagram um, and it's where I sort of met Stephanie who is the the founder and publisher of the ICM photography magazine so we, we've built a really lovely relationship and actually have a lot in common and a lot of similarities and um, have decided um, and this 
probably is my uh, sort of newest project that I'm working on currently, but we've uh, decided to work together, collaborate, and um, um, we're in the process of pulling together a uh, sort of a retreat uh, specifically for ICM photographers um, over in the Outer Hebrides. You'll know it well, Paris. <laughs> I do, I do, yes. I'm actually just home for a little while. Yes. <laughs> I'm in Jomda Jockey at the moment, which is quite unusual. Oh. <laughs> so that's that's amazing. That's a really good example of um, of how we can build community and build friends. And I think um, I think it's really nice. It's really nice to hear you talk about that because it's just a really good example of how relationships, positive relationships, can come about from what could be seen as competitors <laughs> well, don't see people as competitors okay, yes. really close, but um other people would would say well if somebody working in the same industry as you in the same sort of vein of photography could be a competitor or you could turn it on its head like you have done and gone well, let's let's work together and and create something together and then we're, we're strong aren't we it's, it's interesting you talking about that in terms of sort of people seeing other photographers as competitors and I, I see very much uh, the, the chance to work with someone like uh, Stephanie. Uh, I see that purely as a chance to learn, to grow. Her, her style is actually quite different to mine. Um, and I'm just genuinely very, very excited to work with her. She's so passionate about helping people grow and really, really, uh, you know, talk about ICM, develop people's ICM photography, um, and I just find that really inspiring. Um, and likewise, when I met Graham Dargy, who I did a podcast interview with, and, you know, he's, uh, you know, his day job, so to speak, is uh, he's a headshot photographer. So it's a completely different field and, and, and fascinating to sort of, you know, understand, obviously, the, the differences in techniques and uh, the inspiration that draws you. So I, I do, I genuinely find it really interesting meeting other photographers and I've learned so much from different people, again, on the platform that is Instagram. So it's mindset then, isn't it? Because I, I know of a couple of photographers just at the moment who I've just watched yeah. them complain about Instagram and saying, well, I'm coming off the platform, I'm off the platform today. <laughs> I was like, okay, it's fine. I see it, yeah, I see it, I see it every day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's all just... And it is it, actually it is changing. I know this isn't an Instagram talk, but I think it's an interesting one because you use it very well, and you've built um, a good audience, an engaged audience as well, which is but more than it doesn't really matter how many followers we've got to just just reinforce that one. Um, it's the engagement and how you connect with people. So that's why I'm I'm wanting to talk with you about that because I think it's interesting that you've done that in quite a short space of time. Um, I've been building my Instagram for about six years, so. Um, yeah, you've done really well, which is it's, it's nice to see. But I think it comes from your open heart, almost. Oh, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Um, I'll I'll be really, really honest um, with my Instagram journey, so to speak. Uh, I started my my beautiful Scotland account in oof, uh, end of twenty seventeen, I believe. Um, that sounds like a long time ago now, doesn't it? But that's what, about five years, six years. And um, I, I, I guess I suppose I'd, I'll be really, really honest. When I first started it, I was very much like, no, I want, how do I get more followers? Uh, you know, how, how do I, you know, I just wanted to have this big account. I had this, these big ambitions uh, and I wanted it all to happen immediately, um, which is very much me, really. Um but actually, 
in the last couple of years, I've been very, it's been very important to me to be very, very true to myself um, and who I am on Instagram. Yeah, uh, that's that's really, really nice to hear. So thank you for that. Um, I, I'm going to move on to the, that you actually work, work in a minute. <laughs> I'm quite intrigued because I think you, you're, you're clearly very, um, very good at um, embracing social media because obviously you're now using that as a um for your business so it becomes a now there's lots of people that come to me and say i don't want to be on instagram or i don't want to be on facebook or it's got to be private and it's like well in my view in the very harsh reality of us living in this world and needing to um run a business from it you're not going to have a business if you're going to have that view of social media you're not going to be on it at all and then trying to make a business out of photography is you're going to struggle. You're going to really struggle yeah, these days. You have to keep yeah. up with things and keep moving. It's not always going to be Instagram. It's going to be something else and then something else. So I, I suppose that um, what I'm leading to there is um, you're now a full-time photographer. Is that right? Is that what you're doing full-time? I am. So so how are you um, How are you managing that? What's, that? what's that made? What's that look like? Well... I would probably love to get out and actually do photography more. <laughs> there's a <laughs> there's an awful lot of uh, book work, administration work, planning, prioritizing, organizing yourself, following up, chasing up. Um, but no, no, I, I I love it, and I, just just a little bit of background. Um, I had a very very um, busy career. I worked in retail. I was a senior regional manager and I worked all over Scotland, Northern Ireland. I was in London once a week. I was on a treadmill that never stopped, should we say. And I uh, lived in a very, very chaotic world and it was very busy. And I was always, always craving a work-life balance, yet I never, ever seemed to manage to get it. But I was the one that would almost preach to my team, work-life balance is really important. Um, yeah, I don't think I was giving off the best examples of that. And work-life balance, to me, remains as my absolute priority in life. I, I think, you know, we only have one life, and uh, uh, I knew I wanted to slow down, Um and, and and that that became forced for me because I was uh, sadly made redundant. Well, I was offered redundancy and I took the redundancy and that was back in 2017. It was, it was I would say, probably, uh, you know, everybody goes through massive change in their life and that was my big life-changing event um, that happened back then. And when you've worked at the pace I worked at, I... I, and I, it, although I knew I needed to slow down, I really at that point just didn't know what I was going to do. And I turned to photography and fell absolutely in love with it. And I, I became a very different person. And I feel like a completely different person to the person I was only, what, six years ago. And I knew I would want this work-life balance. I, 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 I want a, a quieter life. I want a slower-paced life. Um, but I also knew that I needed to be able to develop some of my ideas and that that would take time. So I started My Beautiful Scotland. Um, as I say, I've always been in retail, so it felt natural to me to sort of create a, a retail shop, so to speak. I, I, I've done that and it's at it. And it, I still amaze myself that actually it's still going and it's doing really well. And uh, 
yeah, I'm very, very, very proud of my beautiful Scotland. I'm very, it's my baby and I'm very proud of it. Um, I run a second online shop, which is sort of my other passion, which is more sort of graphic design, typography prints, that sort of thing. And, you know, quite geometric sort of abstract print. So I enjoy that as well. So I've got those two. And, you know, with that comes, you know, fulfilling orders, you know, chatting with customers, reaching, you know, build, building a, a loyal customer base. SEO, which is I absolutely hate, and is the one job I procrastinate all the time. It's on my to-do list all the time, adding alt text. To I mean, the list is endless of things you have to do in terms of building that online presence. And then I, I knew that I needed to take it further if I wanted this to be sort of a full-time occupation for me. Um, the two shops are fantastic, but I knew I needed to develop the business further. So at the beginning of this year, I made the decision that I was going to start tuition on on a one to one basis. I really like the intimacy of being with with one other person and focusing again very much on sort of my ICM photography. As I felt, you know, when I when I when I search, you know, workshops and tuition out there, there's very little in the way of you know understanding intentional camera movement and you know it's a, it is a really challenging technique um and it's it's intricate and it's there's so much you you can help people with and um yeah so that kind of went live in april this year and uh it's, i've had a really fantastic response and 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 i've met i've had a, a few clients so far which i feel very lucky about and uh and i'm also very lucky that all of them have just been so wonderful and I you know and, and I've kept in touch with all of them and such interesting different people that are being brought into my life you know re really really lovely experience to meet people this way and then to watch them carry on um with their photography sharing images and you know I, and I, I so much joy from that um really really fantastic and and in my career I you know my previous career it was all about leading my team developing my team coaching my team and inspiring my team on a daily basis and I suppose um when when that ended uh, that that was a part of my life that I missed um being able to help people coach people see people grow see people develop and uh you know I, I take joy from seeing people do well um and uh improve so yeah i'm very excited at the moment really excited that's brilliant thank you for that i just made some notes um as, as you were talking there i've got for the first one um i was laughing when you said work work life balance because i mean <laughs> i don't know about you but <laughs> what's that <laughs> um but the point is <laughs> there's a point behind that isn't there because like i work like i just work Whenever I need to yeah. work, I work as much as I need to work, which is which is a lot. It's yeah. a lot. I've got to say, I've got several things going on at the moment. So you know, we're sitting here. It's nine a.m. when we're recording this because it, it sort of fits in with life. So I I started work at five o'clock this morning, um, and you know, it, it's sometimes it, it yeah, it's the best time for me to work. I kind of my brain's awake then. Yeah. After ten o'clock in the morning, it goes downhill. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know about you, but. Um, yeah, so I mean, we, you, when you're a self-employed photographer, you've chosen one of the most uh, difficult um, genres of photography to 
earn an income, I would say. Um, I, I don't think that's too grand a statement. <laughs> Certainly my experience of being in wedding photography for 18 years is it's a simpler, clear, more clear <laughs> way of, uh, of, of, of earning. But um, you're clearly doing very well. The shot, I had a look at your shop and I thought, oh, wow, that's, that's beautiful. You've done it really well and it just looks so um, professional. I thought that maybe you had a, a background in it because it just takes me ages to do anything like that I can oh, never quite never quite get it so I've done it really nicely SEO I do hand on to somebody else I've got to say that's probably a step too far for me um <laughs> yes <laughs> so the work-life balancing uh, just quickly I think the point is for me is that the work is uh, my joy so and it is clearly for yeah. you as well so yeah when you when people say to you take a break from work or stop working I'm like that doesn't even make sense because when I'm working, I feel revitalized. I feel lit up, and when I, it's it's trying to get the, it's trying to make the space in my my busy life. Tell me if this resonates with you. I've got a really busy life with kids and an Airbnb, and I've got this new puppy that's actually gone to sleep in the corner, which is great. <laughs> but there's just so much going on. You know, we've got houses to clean, and everybody's got this, haven't they? Um, so when you um, make that little bit of time to to work, and I think it was probably this morning actually, and I was I was listening to something. I was right. I love reading and listening and writing, and I was really getting into it. I'm feeling better, so I'm actually feeling better working at five o'clock in the morning um, than <laughs> at two o'clock this afternoon when I'm cleaning the house. And it's like oh yeah. So yeah. the work part of thing isn't necessarily work as in your 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 job work. Does, does that resonate? Yeah. With you? Absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think when you're self-employed, you know, it's it's a ve- it's very, very different. You work, you make money. If you don't work, you know, it's like you, I used to live when I, in, in my previous job, I was that happy Friday girl lived for the weekend for that bit of time off. Whereas now it's very, very different because you know, you work when you have to, you work when you need to, you, and like you say, you work when you want to, or you work when, you know, with creativity, if it's not there, you know, I've learned very quickly, if I'm doing something creative, or if I'm designing something on my Shona Perkins design store, if it if it's not there, I'll just stop doing it and move on to something else, because there's no point in forcing creativity. Um, if it's not there, it's not there. And like you said, if it's there at 5am, get up and do it. Um, so yeah, it, it's so, so different. It's funny what you said. It's like I, I took a bit of time yesterday and I, I, I went out with a friend and uh, we had some lunch together. And afterwards she was like, oh, you know, what are you going to do with the rest of your day? And I was like, oh, I'm just going to go home and work. You know, I'd had such a lovely time and I'd had a really lovely lunch, but it put me into that place of, you know, I'm, I'm feeling quite creative. I'm going to go home and work. And, you know, it's you don't have days off anymore. And uh, and that's OK, because we're in a position where we're choosing to do what we do. Yes, we have bills to pay. Absolutely. Um, but uh, no, I, I, I really like it. I, I, I really enjoy the flexibility. And it's something I think I struggled with to begin with, where I was like, no, I need to be quite disciplined with myself. I'm going to give myself a routine. I'm going to work nine till five, Monday to Friday. Um, and that, that simply doesn't work, does it? And uh, it, it's taken me a while to realise that. <laughs> 
yeah, so it's just like, um, it's a joy to work, isn't it? It's a joy to work. But I also think that you have to have a little bit of a, a solid, solid foundation mentally. <laughs> I don't know how to put that, but that'll do. It's very, it can be a very difficult place, can't it, when you start to think, oh, what's going wrong? Am I doing, why is no bookings coming? Why have I done this wrong? You know, it, it, running a business, you can, it's a very vulnerable place as well. Like my website just had a glitch for three weeks. And I just got no book, no inquiries for three weeks. And actually, I didn't really notice because I was on holiday. I went on a little, on a retreat actually, um, and it was away for for weeks. So I said, like, oh, "This is great. I'm having a break from inquiries." And then I had a I had I had a double holiday. I went to Harry's for a holiday. So another that was two weeks. And then on the end of the third, a third week, I was going. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know whether my business is whether it was just a flash in the pan, and now nobody nobody's bothered anymore. Nobody wants to come on, come on trips with me, or maybe maybe should, maybe things are changing. Maybe the economy. <laughs> and then somebody messaged me and said, "Oh, I, I tried to book three weeks ago," and I was like, "Oh, I'll have a look at the back end of the website." There's a list of like I think it was thirty inquiries sitting there for like three weeks, but. The head can go very easily. My head was starting to tumble and think, right, maybe I need to adjust. Maybe, how are we going to pay the bill? How are we going to pay next year's bills? Should we be changing? But do you see what I mean? When I, when I, I it's, it's very easy for you to start thinking negatively and you have to get control over that very quickly. Yeah, um, I, I really resonate that with that. And uh, I... You know, I, I've been quite open with the fact that I, I suffer from creative anxiety and uh, and I feel like I am getting to a, re- a much better place in learning how to sort of manage that and recognising the signs and, and and knowing what I need to do. Um, you know, it, it is those little negative voices in your head. and um, But I think a lot of that also comes down to sort of self-confidence and self-belief as well, doesn't it? In terms of, you know, can I do this? And then that little voice saying, no, you can't, you're making a fool of yourself. And so I'm, I'm definitely getting better at managing that now. But it, it, it can be really hard. It can also be really lonely as well at times. I... I worked with a really big team and I, I definitely like to sort of collaborate with people and bounce ideas off when I, when I have a new idea. I, I love to sort of, you know, get other people's views on that and, and watch that idea grow and grow and grow. And when I first started My Beautiful Scotland and I was just sort of, you know, building the website and really thinking about what direction I wanted to go go in. It was my poor husband that, like, that, that's all he heard. That's all he got, you know, because I, I needed somebody to bounce off. And, uh, you know, I, I then, I later realised it was because I just simply didn't have the confidence in, you know, my own decisions at the time. Whereas now, I, I definitely think I've grown in confidence. Yeah, it's, it's fine. You're starting a new business, actually. But I'm, like, 18 years in. I still have I still have a lot of doubts. Um, but I think that the point with me is that I have a lot of doubts. I have a lot of vulnerabilities. I do feel sometimes I feel like I'm not good enough. Sometimes I know, but I know I recognise these things. I know what it means. Um, I understand that it's just a voice in my head. I understand where it's coming from. Yeah. And I do things regardless. And this that's the point, isn't it? But you, you do it even though you don't have a self-confidence. And the confidence comes from the doing, yeah. doesn't it? So I suppose that's that's the difference, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So um, when you said, can I just, do you mind me asking, when you, you said um, I have creative anxiety, do you, do, do you mean, can you tell me what you mean by that? 
I think it's something I've always had. And let's talk about photography here. So if I was going out on a shoot, I could get very anxious. And this was very much at the beginning, but am I going to get a shot I want? Um, I really need to get a nice shot. And am I good enough to do this? You know, I'm, I'm selling prints. Am I good enough? You know, and, and this would just sort of then just become exponential in awful things going on in my head. And... It, it's hard to articulate really hard to articulate but yeah really horrible dark feelings that you know would sort of come over me and and I'm a, I'm a quite a confident person and you know I, I've I've had a you know a solid career and I, I have had success in that but even then even in that job you know I would have doubts and constant little niggles that you had to just sort of you know push to one side and I, I was trying to explore this myself recently you know what started this where did it come from because then maybe I can learn to understand if I know where it came from how to control it more again I'd, I'd, I'd be quite honest that I, I remember a previous boss of mine she didn't know me very well she was new and we had a review she actually um, yeah she actually her, her way of doing a review was let's go to the pub and I'll get you a large glass of wine but I'm going to just drink a lemonade so loosening me up should we say but she she told me she felt that I was awkward with my colleagues and uh, I, I I can't and that that even now makes me feel awkward <laughs> thinking about that and that has really stayed with me and it's it's comments like that from your past that actually put doubt into all aspects of everything you do and you start questioning and yeah uh, you know so I'd like I say I've definitely been trying to learn how to sort of deal with it a bit better and not letting it just get out of hand or out of control and stopping and walking away from situations and managing it so to speak I, I I think also it comes down to I think back to that comment that my boss made and then actually me caring too much so I think you know it, it a lot of it comes down to caring too much about what people think and, and, and believe me I've ordered so many books about stopping to caring what people think uh, easier said than done I think I'm much better than I was it's yeah, as long as it doesn't, yeah, if it doesn't stop you moving forwards, I think that's the, that's the important bit. And I think it's really because you do seem very, very confident. I can see that in you, confident. You're very you're coming from a really good place, and I can see that's why you've developed so quickly um, with with your, your attitude towards photography and the community around it as well. Um, but but I think it's really nice that you've just spoken about that, and and we've spoken about that because there's probably going to be a lot of listeners here going. Oh, really? They feel like that as well. And it, it humanises us, doesn't it? And we, we're all human. We all have, we, I've got to say, we all have these things. If you show me somebody who doesn't have doubts, <laughs> I, I, well, I, I'm probably a robot then, or they're probably not a very nice person because um, it, it's human to have these things at, at different degrees. We've all had different experiences in life, but it does make us, um, it is normal. <laughs> and it is about, we're gone. 
but but that isn't that that isn't that what it comes down to a lot of the time is you know we we get too worked up with what people are thinking about what we're doing and it shouldn't matter because like what i said earlier everything is subjective and not everybody's gonna like you like your work and that's absolutely okay um so i can say that confidently whether or not i believe it at the moment <laughs> i don't know <laughs> Just keep saying it. Keep, you have to keep saying it, though. You have to keep reinforcing it, don't you? That, that's the point. That's I, the point. I think that's a really helpful conversation for people to, to have because it is, um, you know, the, these things, you're absolutely right, they come from the past somewhere. And tracing them back to that past means that you, you relink that and you're able to start unlocking it and, and distancing from it. So um, having the, doing those processes is really, really useful. It's usually, it's usually a parent, first of all, that's the primary one, parent, a teacher, or, or some sort of peer, some sort of mentor that, that puts these these blocks in our way, um, which is yeah, such a shame, isn't it? Um, and it also shows the importance of, um, I'm just going to get this in, <laughs> of, of choosing your mentors Absolutely. very, very carefully Absolutely. and choosing the people that are going to critique. If you're going to have critiques, choose the people, <laughs> right, like, you know, carefully and have people that, will, that are respectful of your, of your um of you actually because our, it comes from the heart doesn't it it's, it's very much a heart-led thing and when you create something it's very personal and it means a lot somebody comes along and just rips that apart for no reason and probably from a place of their own problems or they're, they're where they are in their life which it usually is <laughs> that's very destructive so so choose your mentors everybody out there <laughs> very very carefully um because critique is not always um helpful um and it can actually stop stop you creating actually so yeah no i think that's a really really valid point it, it is isn't it and it needs to be said because um i think you do see a lot of people who are i'm just going to say get ripped apart by camera club judges um and and or other judges of other i've i've experienced this and i'm like hang on a minute who are these people with perspective now not going to name the organizations um but you look at them and i know the judges i'm like well who are they these are just guys who were well i didn't really like their work i didn't really like what they stood for so why should i care what they think about my work i can say that now but at the time it was quite damaging so um yeah when you when you're early on and you're a bit more vulnerable you know go to people like uh shona <laughs> And Stephanie, if you want critiques um, or help, eventually, <laughs> get to people that will help and genuinely want to uplift you. Because um, I think everything that we've said today is is um, it's all about helping other people, supporting other people in their creative journey, and that's that's from a genuine place. I think that's what's come out of the conversation. Actually, I was going to ask you all about ICM and, and Scotland, but you know, <laughs> we can do that another time because that was far more interesting. I tell you what, we'll do. We'll do another chat based around ICM, um, and I think that was really valuable what we chatted about. Um, and, and yeah, we'll get you back on and we'll talk specifically about ICM. I've had a lot of questions about it. Actually. Yeah. Um, so thank you so much for, for that. Thank you. Thank you for joining me. Oh, and thank you, Margaret. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening today. I'm truly grateful for you taking the time out to listen in. If you feel inspired in any way, I'd really appreciate it if you could share or review the show. You can also share it on Instagram and tag me or reach out with any thoughts. I'm at Margaret Soraya and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. <laughs>